my wonderful co-host, Dr. Angel Falzone, and we are right here Thursday night. We love this uh, show. We love doing it, don't we? Week after yes, week, we Doctor. Do. Yes, we do. Yes. Look forward to it every week. Yeah. Why is that? Oh, because we're passionate about it. We are passionate about it, and it's because we feel like we're helping people with all these different... But it, it's it's not just people that may listen live, but it's people who can listen later, right? Absolutely. You can listen now, can listen later, can listen again and again. Well, and that's one of the cool things about technology to now with podcasts, you know, this will be a podcast later tonight. And so people can tell a friend, hey, I listened to the show. Uh, and why don't you check it out on TantalkNetwork.com. You go to the podcast tab, go down, open up, and you'll hit the little blue internet pros link. It'll open up all the names of the shows. Go to Go Yard, which is the name of the show. There the show will be. Pretty easy. Be very easy. And uh, our webmaster from time to time puts them on our web page and our website, which is also good, goyard2014.org. And then you can go listen to them again with titles at that point, right? Yes. So, okay. So why would somebody want to listen to this show again and again? What is going to be so special about this show tonight? Well, you know, I think this is something that we all can struggle with from time to time. Oh, and it yeah. really is a chain that shackles us and holds us back. Right. So this is one of those shows that when we get stuck, this will help us to get unstuck from this situation and move through and, and live our life. Instead Getting of- unstuck. Why is that so important? Because we, we've been we did two shows, last two shows on kind of when you get to a plateau, right? Absolutely. You know, and getting stuck can be very frustrating because we're not growing when we're stuck. Right. And everything around us just keeps growing and then we feel like we're falling further and further behind. And so this is a great tool to use when this happens. And oh. this can happen to anybody at any time. Exactly. So tonight we're kind of, we're it's a new series uh, and really it's the difference one letter can make. Yes. Is the title, right? Yes. The difference one letter can make. Okay, so for somebody out there going, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> We're not talking about a letter that you get in the mail. We're talking about a letter in a word, right? Yes. Okay, so um, what's this all about? Tell us about <laughs> it. Tell us about it, Dr. We Angel. are going to talk about bitter. Bitter. Or better. Or better. Bitter or better. And the difference of a letter is? Getting the I to an E. Aha. And what's wrong with the I? Well, the I holds us back. That's the shackle. When we are bitter, we are shackled to that. B-I-T-T-E-R, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're going to define bitterness in just a moment. And we've talked about bitterness different times in the four and a half, five years of this show. But... It's something that really, on this topic of getting stuck in a rut sometimes, it's a really important tool to have to how to escape bitterness. Yes, and I think bitterness is one of those things that shackles a lot of people. Right. And they may not even realize it because they feel justified. Oh, yeah. And we're not growing and moving forward. We're just so stuck and we're frustrated. Yeah. We want to get out of it. Well, and and when we get to that mindset where um, I'm just not happy, I'm angry, I'm upset. And a lot of times people don't even know why they are that upset, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, And they keep things alive that and they keep stuck to it the longer we keep that negativity alive and we're feeding it the more it's taking over our life oh absolutely and so our goal on this show always is to help you have some fresh insights perhaps do you want to say what our goal is that's what i think it is go ahead absolutely giving the our listeners those tools to live the best life that they can and if we're stuck in bitterness we are not living no a very good life no And, and you know have you ever met anybody that's got a lot of bitterness in their life? Oh, my goodness, yes. 
Don't you think it's a common problem, Dr. Angel? I, I do. You know, it's funny because I just had this conversation with my 16-year-old last night who was having a problem at work with somebody and he was starting to get bitter through it. Really? And we had to talk about it. Like, this can happen to us at any point in our life. Absolutely. Anywhere. Absolutely. So bitterness can result from a lot of things. But first, I want you to kind of define it for our audience, because I think a lot of people have a general idea what bitterness is, but they may be living in it right now and not realize that that's what they're feeling. Okay. So we, we're talking about bitterness is defined as anger and disappointment at being treated unfairly. Um, resentment can be okay. another word for bitterness. Okay. So what happens is, is we're continually to re-experience some kind of past injury. Okay. We're re-experiencing this past injury. It can be real. It can be what we perceived as an injury. And the old feelings of anger are connected to them. So every time we think of when this person did was wrong, we are just as angry right. as when it originally happened. So we re- relive it, really. We're reliving yeah. it over and over. And what's wrong with that? What's wrong with reliving the past? Well, you become a slave to it. Yes, you do. Yeah. And so bitterness is an awful thing, but it's something that I, you don't hear the average person say, man, I got really bitter over that. No, you, you, you hear resentful or mad, angry. angry. Yes. I got angry, right? Yes. Oh, my wife did this, or my husband did that, or my employer did this. But to have somebody have the insight of, you know what? I got a, I got a root of bitterness down on the inside of me. And, and there is such a thing as a root of bitterness. Yes, there is. Right? Yes, there is. Most people would never say that, but there is. Right. Spiritual people might more. I mean, sure. You know, we're aware of it more, I suppose. Um, and so it's so hard to decide what injustice justifies bitterness or what injustice justifies forgiveness. Right? For some people, that's they can't get to that they forgiveness. They can't get there, Right. Absolutely, they cannot, and which keeps them stuck in that bitterness of that constant memory with those strong feelings of anger, reliving this over and over and over. Right. I've heard people say, young married people say, well, if he ever cheats on me, that'll be the end. I'm just, I'm going to, you know, or they kind of draw a line in the sand. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. And they say, if this ever happens, I'm gone. Or if this ever happens, he's going to really pay. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. You know, and there's a difference between having hard and fast boundary of things we won't tolerate in our lives. Right. You know, for me, and you know, I would never tolerate violence in my relationship. Period. Okay. That's the end of my relationship. But it doesn't mean I have to become bitter right. or continually to be angry if that does happen. It means ah, I can. Ah, now, this is a good point. Yes. So you're saying something can happen that is like a deal breaker in a relationship, Absolutely right? Absolutely can. But it does not mean that you have the right then to be bitter and angry and And continue to keep it alive. And keep it going forever. True story. Haven't you ever known, Dr. Angel, people in your practice or people around you that have are still suffering from the pain of something that happens 30 years ago, oh, happened yes. or 20 years ago? Oh, yes. And they can talk about it like it happened this morning. And they remember details. Every detail. <laughs> you know, Why? because Why here it is. is. That? Why? Well, because the stronger... Okay. The bitterness, the resentment is the more time you spend thinking about it, okay. you're caught up in the anger connected to it, and it's really a mental, emotional, and spiritual bondage okay. that holds us back in all areas of all our right. lives. I like that, that you said mental, emotional, and spiritual. Yes. Comment on those. Well, you know, the, we're interconnected beings. You know, we're body, soul, and spirit. And so right. when we are holding on to this, we cannot, our emotion, we emotionally stunt ourselves. We're mentally, we're not focusing on the here and now because we're spending so much time thinking about the wrong that happened. And, and spiritually, it, it disconnects us from our spiritual connection to God. Okay, so a lot of people, when something happens that they consider to be a deal breaker or a horrible, horrible event, they don't just experience the event and go on with their life, do they? That's what you're saying. Correct. They do not. You know, like I used the example earlier, if I was in a, you know, a primary relationship and that person became violent and I broke that relationship, I could move on and just live my life and know this person wasn't good for me and just find someone who's who is good for well, me. Well, you can do that because you know to do that. That's called being and, healthy. Uh, right. And, and you know that that would be the best thing for you and that other person. 
Absolutely. But here's where, where most people get stuck is once that's happened, A, they're either not leaving that relationship because they want that person to change or they do leave it and they have to tell everybody about exactly. everything that happened. But so often the other component of that is they stay in it and make that person suffer and mm-hmm. suffer and suffer and basically hold things against them by their bitterness mm-hmm. and their resentment. And they're not the same person that guy married or that woman married, right? Mm-hmm. Because bitterness has taken a root. Sure has. There's that word root again. It's not like a root canal. No, it does. It can take a root and it can be very challenging to get out of that pattern once right. we've, we've gotten into it. You know, I've heard a quote that was really cool. Holding a resentment or bitterness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Ooh. Think about that. Oh, it's like that you're drinking really the poison good. and you're yes. thinking it's going to get them. But it's getting and you. it's you getting you. So. It's killing us off. Oh, yeah. Emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. It's destroying us. Okay. So when we get into this, when we're, we're, uh, we're hurt, we're maimed, we are violated in some way. We have been screamed at, improper, whatever the case may be, whatever the offense is. We've been offended in some way, mm-hmm. right? Um. It is so easy to take that in and let it become a part of you. And I mentioned this Sunday when I was preaching about a series I taught many years ago. Offense was Mm -hmm. the title of it. Offense, like taking an offense. Offense, take it or leave it. Doesn't that apply right here? Yes, it does. Because we can, oftentimes we can take it in and let it take root because it becomes its own identity into who we are. We were wronged and everybody needs to know this. Or we can understand we were wrong, deal with those feelings of being right. wronged, yeah. learn what we can learn from that situation, and move forward. And move forward. And there's, that's the difference okay. between the I and the E. So the I in bitter, it's all about I, me, yes. right? Yes. And in better, it's that, that, letter, that letter is not there. Right. Right? So when we're bitter, it is hurting me, I, it's hurting Uh I, that I hurts I, destroys I, it destroys any of our relationships because when we are bitter, we cannot connect in a healthy way to anybody in our world because we are bitter. But they think they can because I have seen this for years and years with people and the bitterness takes root, but it also has a component of feeling justified in it, right? Yes, yes. And so it impacts every relationship we walk into. Right. Which is kind of terrible because we are just, we're making ourselves more and more stuck and more and more shackled to this bitterness. It starts to isolate us because eventually people are going to get tired of what happens when we're stuck in bitterness. And we're going to really talk about that today, but they'll get tired of it and either keep their distance or walk away themselves. So it's. An emotionally transmitted disease. It is very <laughs> contagious, and it is very right? emotionally transmitted. Right? So, yes, it I is agree. not a sexually transmitted it's disease. It's an emotionally I mean, transmitted. Just an emotionally transmitted. It's an ETD. It's an ETD. You right. might be coining a new phrase hey, right here, know, right here on the air, because really, that's what happens. It's contagious, mm-hmm. and when it is a root down on the inside of you, it is easy to transmit it to someone else. Sure is. Um, so I read this quote, you either get bitter or better. It's that simple. You can either take what has been dealt to you and allow it to make you a better person, or you can allow it to tear you down. Right. The choice does not belong to fate. It belongs to you. I like that. I love that. I don't know who said that, but fate, there's where a lot of people say, well, this happened and I, it's just ruined my life. It's ruined my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really? It ruined your life because... Because they're letting it because they chose to be better. Exactly, right? It ruins your life because you declared it ruined Ruined my life. life. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is. And how many people have are are everywhere that have these kinds of things? Or uh, when I lost that job, it ruined my career forever and my being able to accomplish this or that. Or when my child did this to me, I'll never forget it or I'll never, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, on and on and on. It ruined my life. That phrase, it ruined my life. I want you to talk about that because I have heard that so much in the counseling I've done as a pastor through the years. This is what it was and it ruined my life. 
I mean, I, yes, a lot I'm of just people pretend crying. No, I see, but it, it, it's very true, and a lot of people do get to that point where they feel like this single event or this single thing that happened has ruined my life, and it's gone now. Like you've thrown in the towel, right? And that's because you have allowed it to ruin your life. You're well, continuing to allow it, but here's the thing: at any time, you can change that. Anytime. Well, what it says when somebody says it ruined my life is that all the eggs of my life were in one basket. Yes, it does. And right? I've given that person all the control of me. I want you to say that again. I want you to explain that because that is vital right there, that statement you just made. Yes, when we feel like something that has happened to us that has made us bitter has ruined our life, we have given the complete control of our life over to that one person. We've decided I no longer have control over my life. So let's just say it's a job. And mm-hmm. the boss says, no, we don't want you anymore. You no longer fit into our plan. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because I've heard this from people oh, through yes. the years. I lost that job and it ruined my life. Okay. So what you're saying is you leave the job, but you take something with you. Yes, you do. You take bitterness you with take you. take the bitterness right there. And, and then people I- want to go get another job, but it shows, does it not? Mm-hmm. Doesn't bitterness show? Gosh, yes. I was just having a conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago and had a lot of difficulties in her life, but boy, was she bitter over every one of them. And it was very challenging to even sit down and have a, a conversation because all she could think about, we weren't even, it wasn't even a personal conversation. We were supposed to be talking about something related to business and it became all about her anger and bitterness from those events. And it's very um, very shackling. Bitter people are, they're like on a one track mind plane sometimes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They are not well rounded. Mm-hmm. It seems to me, from my experience being around bitter people, they are stuck on that train ride and they can't seem to get off of it and they just stay and they just keep making that big yep. loop. Pick up camp. What you feed grows, what you starve dies. Really applies to this bitterness because we're feeding it constantly because we're thinking about it, we're talking about it, we're feeling it over and over and over. We're keeping this, you know, and it surprises me because we're keeping this negative thing in our life alive. Like, it was bad the first time. Why do we want to keep feeling that pain over and over and over and over? Well, I've heard it, and you have too, in counseling situations where somebody was cheated on. Okay, or somebody's spouse stole money from them, or or left uh, left them with all the bills, or whatever. And and it, it was such a traumatic event that they uh, it's almost like they got stuck right there. They do. Some people do. A lot of bitterness gets us stuck. And when we are in bitterness, we are not growing. We are stuck. And we go back to the letter I because it is all bitterness is what happened to I to right. me. Right? Look what happened to me. This was horrible. Right. And so there are some really profound signs of if we're in bitterness. Okay. And that's what I kind of wanted to really highlight today. So some of those signs that if we are in bitterness, um, one of them is that when we're in bitterness, we generalize. This is a big one. Generalize. Yeah. So this is like we're not just angry with the individual or the entity who wronged us. Now we generalize it to the entire group. So if our husband cheated on us, now all men are terrible. Every man is bad. That's what I mean by generalizing. Wow. So if we work for this company and they fired us without cause, now all corporate companies are bad entities. Or it can go against gender, age, you know, people of age, companies, Men are just race. horrible, right? We generalize it yeah. to this whole population now because this one individual represented an entire population. And you're saying the act of generalizing bad things has a root in bitterness. bitterness. Yes. That's huge. Dear audience, you might want to get a pen and paper and write that down. I think that's profound, actually, Dr. Angel. I find that very interesting psychologically, that that is the way people then take it, that the bitterness is playing out by by saying, it's not just so bad, though, this thing that happened to me, but now this thing is affecting everybody, like all men or yes. all women or, or all, all what? everybody Fill that in works the blank. at that place or... Right, you know, and all everybody this goes to that church. Or like, there's this person that they were ripped off by someone who lived in um, Europe. Um, they were French, and now all of the whole country is bad because right. this one person ripped them off. Like, right. w- that generalizing is a huge sign. We have some bitterness happening. Okay, so it it grows. Bitterness grows with time. So if we're generalizing, we're we're into so, it. And, and again, I want you to go back about the, the what happens in bitterness is not that. Um, 
you're saying, well, it's okay this happened to me. You're, you're, you're basically saying it's not okay this happened to me. But there's still a component of anger. Oh, right. Yes. There's a lot. Active anger. That's bitterness, what makes bitterness. active anger. Yes. Why? What's going on there? Well, that's what's keeping it alive is those feelings. In fact, that we'll just skip over to that. So people who are in bitterness are angry. They're, They're angry active people. anger. Okay. So anger, we know, is a secondary emotion. And what do you mean by that? So anger is one of those emotions that cover up another type of emotion that's a little more scary for us to deal with, like maybe feeling abandoned or maybe feeling disappointed right we use anger to cover those feelings up because we don't want to really look at what's under that so give us an example of some of how that can work in somebody and a situation where they're really angry but they're they might have been disappointed maybe somebody didn't follow through with something they wanted to do and they were disappointed but disappointment's about me so anger is about you so i'm gonna be angry because now Right. I'm, I'm not dealing so with me. It, the buck stops you. on the other person. Yes. So I am angry at you, even though really it was just because you disappointed me. Because I feel so hurt. Yeah. And so when we Because it's not easy to admit when we feel hurt and feel put down or belittled because it kind of reflects that we're small mm-hmm. in, in some way and not able to handle disappointment. Correct. Right? Or pain or hurt or whatever. True. So when we're angry, I don't have to deal with those emotions that are the real thing happening. I can just put it all on you now. I'm projecting everything onto you. And anger is a defense thing. So it has defense purposes. First of all, when we're angry, we have a sense of control. I can control my anger to you. Aha. So now I am feeling like I have some control over some of this because I can be angry and nobody can tell me I can't be angry. And people that are bitter like this and and use anger as their tool to let everybody know it, they let everybody know it. Yeah, because they're not just angry with this person. No. They're uh, angry with either their group of people uh, they right. generalize with, or they can be angry with anybody in their world. But the, uh, there's another component here besides generalization, in my opinion. They want to make that person look bad. Oh, yes. That's part of right? anger. You know, that kind right? of... Yes. Um, because then they'll, people go, oh, you poor thing. Yes. How did that happen to you? Well, I'm not talking to her anymore because of what she did to you, right? Absolutely. So anger for part of that defense is I'm keeping the focus instead of on me, uh, outward. So now I have the focus outward. I have a scapegoat. I have a justification. Oh, yeah. And it's always easier to focus on someone else than it is to focus on me. So it just keeps me from dealing with me. Okay, so bitter people don't want to look at themselves at all. They feel justified. They feel uh, in control of this anger that they have, and they want everybody to know. They mm-hmm. want to. They want the pay, person, the perpetrator, mm-hmm. to suffer. Mm-hmm. But who's suffering? The person with the anger. Well, let's go back to your quote. What you said earlier, that quote that you read is really good. Uh, Holding a resentment is like... Drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. We're killing ourselves. We're taking the poison of anger, resentment, and bitterness. And it is a poison to us emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Yeah, absolutely. It it certainly is. All right, we got to go to break and we got a whole lot more we want to talk about in this new topic. We're glad you're joining us tonight on Go Yard. Don't go anywhere. Come right back. song I wrote, you might want to sing it note for note, don't worry, be happy, in every life we have some trouble, but when you worry you make it double, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. 
Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. song yeah it's an older song but i've always loved it how does that apply to this show tonight dr angel we if you're just joining us we are talking about being bitter versus being better that's really what this show's all about yeah so when we are worrying or we are holding in all those negative feelings it doesn't it makes us bitter not better so right you know, being happy, we can choose to let that go. We yeah. can choose to move on. We can choose to recover and be better. But you keep using the word choose. Choose. It's a choice. It's our choice. It's our choice. But for the person out there that's sitting there and feeling justified in their resentment, they're thinking, you don't know how bad it was, Dr. Angel. You don't know how serious this is. And you think I can just let it go while I can't. Right? Sure. I've heard this so many times from people, right? But the but statement. Right. And that is them choosing to keep hanging on to. They're not ready to let go. Right. And if you told them, you know what, if you let go, you become a better person, uh, that doesn't apply right then. No, because they can't look at themselves. They're too busy looking outward at the other person who did them wrong. And you know what? People driving down the road, people listening to this later at some point, uh, this is a problem we all need to look at in our sure. lives. And on an ongoing basis, when you feel this kind of resentment and this kind of bitterness creeping in to your heart, to your emotions, you need to stop it then. I mean, we're going to talk about that. Right, and that's why we're talking about these signs, because if you are yeah. finding yourself here, then you're gonna, uh, you'll are gonna you have bitterness. So let's go There's back bitterness. to the beginning. So the first, the first one, sign was... Generalizing, yeah. and where, you know, generalizing one person causes pain, but this whole group of people are responsible for me, my pain. Um, okay. Like generalizing men or women. That's a popular one, but it can be anything we're generalizing. Um, and when we're hanging on to that anger, we are being angry. That is keeping us from looking at our real feelings of maybe disappointment, maybe feeling like we were abandoned, maybe feeling like, you know, something else is under there that we don't want to look at, so we can't. Okay, so let's go to that. Why do people not want to look at what is causing the anger? Well, because then they feel like it's scary. Okay. I think a lot of it, it's a scary emotion. To look at it oneself is not comfortable. Right. And to look at what we're really feeling under that's uncomfortable. Sure. Um, and so... They don't want to do it, and they don't want to think that there's anything in them that they might be at fault for or anything like that because right. that other person is so bad. So often we are so uh, eager to criticize others but not look within, right? Oh, yes. It's the window in the mirror. We talk about this all the time. Go ahead. A lot of times what we do is we will not look at ourselves in the mirror because we're so busy looking Look-in at out ourselves the out the window. I like that, yeah. But here's the thing. What I find when most people do that, what they're seeing in other people is really what they're reflecting in their own well, life. But so the projection thing. Yes. So often we project onto others what is really wrong on the inside of sure, us, right? Sure, they we're do. critical of somebody else, and yet we're really doing the same thing. Absolutely. And so we want to – that doesn't get us very far in life when we're doing that. So, so another sign, a okay. sign of bitterness is people who hold grudges. Grudges oh, are. Oh, I don't know anybody who holds a grudge. Grudges. Do you? Oh my gosh, I'm Italian. I grew up in families. Everybody oh, held that's grudges. Right. Falzoni, you are Italian. I am Italian. I mean, I can remember hearing conversations. They haven't talked to somebody in 30 years, and oh, I'm oh, like, well, oh, what oh, happened? I have too. Oh, but me they can't too. even remember what happened. No. You know, because it's been 30 years now. Oh, well, they say, I don't want to go into that. Oh, I just, I don't know, but I know it was bad. It was really bad, yeah. We Absolutely. You know, so I grew up, you know, grudges I am no stranger to. I mean, some ethnicities are more prone to those. Um, right, ours well, was. what's a grudge? Define so a grudge. It's, it's not letting something go. It's continually bringing up the wrong in someone's life that, that happened to them. They're continually bringing up, I hold a grudge. There is just, you're always bad. Everything you do is wrong. And... I don't, not only do I not want to have anything to do with you, but I don't want anybody in my world to associate with you. Mm-hmm. 
Because the grudge is, again, contagious. It is contagious. And so now anybody who talks to this person yeah. is oh, now. Oh, yeah. Now not, not my buddy. Now they're betraying me. Yeah. And that's how people take that. And um, so now and my. And this whole dynamic is so completely poisonous. Yes. I love your quote. It's like drinking poison but expecting the other person to die. So when we are holding on to these grudges and we are not resolving these issues and not moving past them and not truly forgiving and letting go, we're the ones that are dying on the inside. Yes, we are. We are slowly dying. We're not getting better. Mentally and spiritually. We're staying bitter. Yes. And the letter I is all about I, me. Me. And it's all about me. And my choices. And my and choices. what I'm choosing to do. So individuals who hold grudges against people. Yeah. Definitely a huge sign that we have bitterness. Okay. So for the audience member out there who says, okay, yeah, but you don't realize how bad it was. You don't know how this action of my sister devastated my life or my mother or my grandmother or whoever my uncle fill in the blank yeah fill in the blank right and so you just don't understand dr angel that some things just can't be swept under the carpet i have heard that kind of stuff and we're not talking about sweeping things under the carpet okay let's discuss that why so moving the to better doesn't mean we are pretending like what happened didn't happen. All it doesn't right. mean that we're sweeping it under the cup or carpet. It may not even mean that we're going to continue in a relationship with that person. Yeah. It means we're not hanging on to the anger and right. the negative feelings and the hurts that are underneath it. It means we are not going to hold a grudge against that right. person. It means, you know, we're not going to continually feed and keep those emotions alive, those horrible feelings alive. Okay, so let's go back to the word grudge. So Mm -hmm. how can you tell if you yourself are holding a grudge? Oh, my gosh. Grudges are those things that you just, when you hear a person's name, like those awful feelings come up, and you do not want anyone in your world to associate with this person. And if they do, there's a problem. Okay, what's another way to know that you're holding a grudge? Oh, when you're constantly thinking bad thoughts about a person. Uh, or with, with you're going over that same tape mm-hmm. of that event, right? Yes. And that it wakes you up in the middle of the night and you think about it and it makes you mad. Oh, yeah. When you feel those alive feelings and you... you those are alive think, feelings? They're what did alive. you call them? Those feelings are alive, meaning I'm feeling them in the present. Okay. So every time when we go over it, what we're doing, it's like we're not letting the wound heal. We right. keep pulling an, a scab off. We've never even let it get past the scab stage. Have you ever done that on your arm or yeah. your hand and or something? And what happens? It bleeds. It bleeds. Profusively, it bleeds. Right. Yeah, and you're going, oh, i got to go. Oh, it was so much better, but I wanted that scab off, right? Exactly. And so what we're doing emotionally is we continually peel scabs for 30, 40, 50 years when yeah. we keep living in bitterness instead of getting an antibiotic, right. putting it on, and caring for the wound and letting it heal. Great metaphor, and the antibiotic is forgiveness. Yes, it is. And we're going to talk about how do we get there, how do we get to better. But we need to understand how, what it means to be better. Okay, so let's say somebody's listening right now, and they say, you know what, that what you're talking about describes my spouse or describes my mother or somebody you know that I'm close friends with or whatever. How do I really recognize that this is what's wrong with them? Well, these signs are big ones that help us to see it. And these are, I mean, these are pretty obvious ones. But really, we want to get to the point where we can see it in us because, you know, this is that outward look again. Uh-huh. If we're looking oh, at other good. people, that's we good. can't change their choice. Right. No. You know, I might be able to say, hey, I recognize this in my spouse. Let me let you listen to a radio show and they need to be able to recognize it. Right. But we can't change it for someone else. And that's where we get into trouble so often when we hear something like this, this kind of a topic, and we think of five of our closest friends, well, the best thing to do is, yeah, refer them just to go listen to the show and see what happens, right? Yes, instead of saying, oh my gosh, is there any person in my life when I hear their name, I'm just like thinking, feeling, oh my gosh, like my eyeballs are going to pop out or um, that I want really bad things to happen to them or whatever. Look at you. We don't want to be looking out of what other people are doing with I these think signs. that's foundational to this topic and most of the things we talk about in Go Yard. Yes. It's not about trying to psychoanalyze somebody else in your life, but looking inward, right? Yes, it's and, all. Yes. And allow that transparency and truth to come out. Look in front of you. Look at your mirror. 
take each one of these points. Do I have anger that's living? When I think of an event or I think of a person or I think of a circumstance, am I feeling angry now? You have okay, a Okay, so now you're calling anger living, living, and before you were calling it active. And active. So explain that one more time to our audience. So when it's... I like this concept. I think it's excellent. So sure. So when anger is living and active, we are feeling those feelings. Like when we feel anger, what happens? Our body, I mean, our body has Reacts. reactions. Like yeah, our heart rate. butterflies in the stomach. Our or... heart rate, our blood pressure. It affects all those parts of mm-hmm. our body. So that's living anger. That means it's giving our body physiological arousal when we think of mm-hmm. that feeling. Making it feel terrible. And keeping it active, we're moving through the motions of that feeling actively as if the event happened today. Yeah. It's not good. No, because um, it's good. letting your body have those types of hormones over and over and over damages your body physiologically, physically. It does, doesn't it? Over time. Bitterness is a true poison to our bodies. Well, medical science, and we've talked about this many times over the years here on Go Yard, medical science has connected bitterness with with cancer. Cancer, heart disease, yes. autoimmune deficiencies, yes. all of those. Yes, because we're... Because why? Go back over that. Because why? To our audience. Why? Because when anger is living and active, it's making our bodies respond. We're constantly feeding negativity, which feeds those hormones that just keep us. It hurts our immune systems. It just brings us down. Eventually, we get anger leads into depression. Right. And so we kind of get ourselves on this slippery slope. But we think we're right. We think we're right. We're justified. But that truly yeah. is a poison. I am drinking a poison right. when I'm in bitterness. Every time that event comes to my mind, that is the poison because it's poisoning my body. Yeah, it is. So we can't say enough about the absolute seriousness, severity of this situation that happens in people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like I feel like today, tonight, Dr. Angel, we're sounding an alarm. Yes. You know, because... People can get so upset about everything around them or something that has happened or politics or the way your neighbor's treating their spouse or the way this or way that. We take on things that are not ours is what I'm trying to say. Yes, we do. Right? Yes, we do. And we're not even handling our own business. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one of my lines, like, handle your business. We need to be able to handle our business. And Mm -hmm. when we're in bitterness, that is business unfinished. Oh, absolutely it is unfinished we need to handle that business because we are slowly slowly chipping away at our quality of life um you know individuals who are here's another sign individuals who are bitter they like the sound of their voice oh that's weird it's so wait a minute individuals who are bitter like the sound of their own voice and what i mean by that is their favorite conversation is them them and all of this bad stuff that i'm bitter about Oh, I've known people through the years that can tell you everything the ex-husband did or the husband who's still their husband and they're 35 still, years ago with details. And I they're mean, still talking about it. What they had on that day. Uh, I mean, they remember details that are like, whoa, really? I mean, I was with a, an individual in my life and we were at a restaurant. They had to tell the waiter and waitress this bad, these bad things that happened. I'm oh like, my gosh. Some people take it to that extreme, telling the checkout clerks, telling, they have to tell everybody because they have to stay justified in their feeling of you know well but another component of that dr angel is they like to be oh get sympathy oh they do you know we'll skip right to that because that's another one they seek attention they seek attention so we keep this alive because it gets us attention it gets us sympathy and empathy and it reassures to us that we're justified we're justified in having this awful awful bitterness down on yeah so so they look for anybody who will give them sympathy and eventually they wear out the people in their lives yeah so then they have to move on and find new people to tell. And so But so often the people they're telling are close family and therefore they don't leave them. You know what I'm saying? Oh sure. So I mean some do, but I mean for the most part a lot of times they can get stuck on that same that same theme for so long because family feel like, "Oh, she's my, you know, she's my mom." Right, and we let them keep this you know, alive. And I it was bad and you know, we justify it. We help them. It's We're not enabling. okay to help it to enable bitterness, is it? No. You know, in fact, for me, you know, even in my own personal life, I had to set that boundary like when you've had this event, we can talk about it, we can process it, we can problem solve it. 
mm-hmm. and then we're not talking about it anymore. So right. every time, you know, I have an individual who wants to continually tell me something wrong that happened from another one of my family members, I'm not having this conversation, so I'm going to let you go. Oh, but see, that probably makes you quite unpopular. It sure does. But you know what? <laughs> I can't allow, I can't be a part of feeding and keeping Why this alive. Why not? Don't you just love that to hear well, all that over and over again? First of all, it's toxic. And I'm not going <laughs> to let someone bring their toxicity into my, I can't do that. I can't afford to do that for myself. Okay. So we're talking about poison, toxic, uh, toxins and, and how they emotionally hurt us and physically hurt us. Right? Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier, you mentioned mental, emotional, and you mentioned spiritual. How do they spiritually impact you? Well, because we we have a hard heart. When we are in bitterness and we're okay. angry, yeah, like, good. we aren't looking for good. We are always seeing negative around us, and mm-hmm. our heart gets hardened. So we don't have compassion. We don't have empathy. We're not out there helping others. We aren't, we aren't connecting with right, our spiritual, sure. you know, we're just not connecting spiritually with our humans, God, anybody, because we're all stuck in all about me. Well, when you're stuck like that in bitterness, a lot of people do pull away from God and their mm-hmm. spiritual connections because something, I think, deep within them knows that they shouldn't be feeling like this, and they, yet they get mad at God. They do, and that's their defense. So if I can yes. be mad at God, well, if he let this happen, how could he exactly. let this happen? I can't tell you the number of times I've heard that. So then they've pulled spiritually back and closed themselves off. Right. And then they're justified in their anger towards God and this person and group of people or whatever. Whatever. And so right. they're hurting themselves. Right. But they're, you know, not even able to connect in any way to people around them. So if you're bitter, and uh, audience member, if you, if, if this is ringing in a bell it, about yourself or somebody close to you or whatever, this will just go on and on and get deeper. Just like I pulled a few weeds in my flower bed yesterday, okay? And these huge, long roots came up. Okay, I thought, wow, that, that weed's been in there growing a long time, right? And when you see it, that's a metaphor, but I, I actually saw it yesterday. And I thought, man, this thing is, this, this could have become a tree, you know? <laughs> so these roots really do get down into the soil of our hearts. Mm-hmm. They do. Very, very much. Very much impacts everything around us. Um, another one of those signs, and this is a way it impacts us too, is that the people who are bitter are jealous. Yeah. So when something good happens to somebody around oh, them, shoot. <laughs> they are so jealous they oh my gosh, that yes. it's not happening to them. Okay, so you would think... That they would be happy for somebody else. That they would not want them to go through the same bitter pain that they had to go through, right? Absolutely. But and it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't it work that way? Just because if you're offended and you're hurt and you're bitter and this awful thing happened and you've told 59 of your closest friends for 20 years the whole story, why wouldn't it just translate into, well, I don't want you to suffer like I have? But it's not like that. Because that would take it's the opposite. empathy. That takes looking that takes empathy and compassion and want not want somebody to experience pain. Right now my pain is just so big, so it's all about me. Okay. And so we get jealous. Anytime something good happens to somebody around us, they get the new job, they have a good relationship, they got a promotion. We're jealous because the good things aren't happening to us. Why? We're shackled. We're not growing. Right. Yep. We're not fostering good things in our world. Exactly. So good things aren't, we just want them to fall on our lap. Right. So people stuck in bitterness just think good things should happen to me because I suffered this atrocity over here. So right. the good things should just be showering. The person should show up on my door and magically give me $1,000 or I should find the love of my life or whatever. All these good things should be happening to me, but I'm not doing anything to to have good things happening to me because I'm spending all that time thinking about the bad thing that happened over and over. So really what you're saying is you're cutting off your nose to spite your face or whatever yes. that phrase is. They are, and then right? they get jealous anytime. In fact, they're not even able to um, recognize accomplishments in other people. Right. They're so, it's, now it's another injustice to themselves. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. So that, yeah. So you can't say, oh, my friend, oh, look what happened to my friend. It's so wonderful. She got this, you know, she got this advancement, this position. No, instead you hear, she didn't deserve that. She doesn't even do her job as good as I do my job. I should have had that, not her, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes. And so, so that's a so huge sign. It's interesting that bitterness is connected to jealousy. It is very connected to jealousy. It's connected to self-centeredness. Yes. It's connected to uh, replaying it over and over again, whatever you want to call that. Mm-hmm. Uh, living in it. Reliving. Uh, reliving it. It's connected to this, well, it's all about I. Yeah, it's Jealousy all about I. Jealousy is about I. I. Right? Right. It sure is. Um, another mm. huge sign is that they cannot accept advice from others. So when friends do try to offer advice or to give them a solution or something they can do to be proactive, they get what? Defensive. Defensive. And and for a person, let's say it's your friend, and, and your, your friend is living in this bitterness, and every time you try to introduce her to somebody new, your circle of friends, whatever, and... She cannot really enjoy these new people and ask them any questions about them or get to know them because she wants them to hear her story. Over and over. Over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And of course, that translates into a close friendship. Right. It, yeah, real close, no, right? right? It translates into unhealthy if they stick around. And, you know, and if what they happens, stick around, they stick it's around. the whole point because a lot of times they don't. So what happens is when we're stuck in bitterness, we're blind. We can't see how people around us care for us, love us, want good things for us. Um, we just feel like they're out to get us. So anytime they yeah. give us advice, that's them, oh, they're around on it too. They think I'm a horrible person too. And what they're doing is we're feeding those negative tapes and making that self-fulfilling prophecy of this event ruined my life. Now, I, I can't even have real friends because this event has ruined my life. And so I can't get to, my goals, my dreams are crushed because this event ruined my life. And what we are not realizing is we created that event to ruin our life. Yeah, by not letting go, not learning the, the art of forgiveness, which it is an art to learn to forgive, by not doing that, then we're continually living in that bitterness and other people, we're just jealous of them. We are jealous and then we make no changes. We can't take advice to help solve our problems for someone objective. We're not making changes. Uh, no changes. So we make no steps to improve our life. But we expect our life to be improved magically. Yeah. Which then feeds into the jealousy with someone, someone else has done the work to improve their life and it happened to them and not me. Mm-hmm. And so that feeds that bitterness. And so people that get stuck in bitterness, they are not making those changes. So when you are just kind of walking around the same mountain over and over, what are you going to do about it? You're going to yeah. keep walking around that mountain or are we going to try something different? But Dr. Angel, and I guess this is one reason it's good to have people like you in practice. And for our audience, you are going into private practice. You're in the process of setting it up right now. And um, I'll give you her phone number in a few minutes. If you'd like to jot it down, give it to a friend or take it for yourself. But people that are stuck like this, they've got to come off a dead center with a, I want to be different. Don't yes, you think? I want my life to be different. I, want, I, need, I need this to be different. I need this to stop. I want to grow and have great things happen to me. I want to have good friendships around me. I want good. Right. And so what happens if they've never gotten to that point? They're going to continue to stay right here in bitterness? They do. It can't get better. No, it doesn't get better. They continue to stay in it. And the more they stay in it, the more they become the gossip and continue to feed bitterness into other people and highlight everybody else's mistakes in the world. So then they become poisonous to, you know, if they go to church, they're just looking for all the bad so they can gossip and spread rumors. They're the troublemakers They become the troublemakers. And then they can't stand being around people who are optimistic or cheerful or growing or successful because they don't want to look at themselves. And so the more that you're, it's like a, a funnel. They're just sucking themselves deeper and deeper and deeper to eventually social isolation. Nobody's going to want to be around this bitter person. I mean, how, how many nursing homes are filled with bitter old people it that nobody so visits? True. Nobody visits them nobody because visits. they have always been like that. Because they let that poison get, get them all the way sucked into it. And eventually that's where you leave, lonely and a life of regrets. Boy, we got a whole lot more to talk about on this next week, but I want you to take a couple minutes because we got just a couple minutes. Three, 
uh, do some summary here. Go back and tell us what you're thinking about all this, Dr. Angel. Well, excellent I will. topic, don't you think? Yes, and uh, you came up with it was your topic idea. Yeah, so well, I, that's why I said it was excellent yeah, because I, I came up with it. So right? <laughs> you get better, you get bitter, or you get better. <laughs> it is that simple. You either take what has been dealt to you and allow it to make you a better person, or you can allow it to tear you down. The choice does not belong to fate. Right. It belongs to you. It does. So I'm going to say quit holding on to bitterness, mm-hmm. anger, resentment. Quit drinking the poison and waiting for the other person to die because the person who is going to die with it will be you. Absolutely. So if you are finding yourself in any, you know, with this living in active anger or generalizing or, you know, gossiping or not happy when other people have success or feeling like everyone's out to get you. You have some anger and bitterness, yeah. and it's time to work on that. It's time to work on it. It's time to take a step in the right direction. Um, your phone number for private practice, which will begin the first part of May, is 727-501-6557. I wondered if you remembered it. That's why I hesitated. I do. 727-501-6557. Uh, and we're going to go on with this topic next week because there's more here to talk about. And if you would like to send a comment or a question for next week, you can email us at goyard2014 at gmail.com. Goyard2014 at gmail.com. Or our Google um, text number is 727 888 4171. So you can do that also. All right. It has been a great topic. I've enjoyed this and uh, thank you for giving me credit for it. You're you welcome. Know? <laughs> this has been Dr. Angel. <laughs> really? Is that who you are? I wondered who was sitting in here causing all this trouble today. And me, Mama Mac, and this has been Go Yard, and we've been glad to be with you tonight, and we will see you next week. See you. Have a great week. Good night. <laughs>